When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 101, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello! Today I'm going to, well, basically it's going to be like a whole episode of Dealer's Choice. Um, I have a theme that I'm going to talk about based on a piece of book mail I received that I'm really excited about. Before I tell you what it is, I want to tell you about today's sponsor. This episode of All the Backlist is sponsored by Libro.fm. Libro.fm lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. You can pick from more than 100,000 audiobooks, including New York Times bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers around the country. With Libro.fm, you'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. You know the name. But you'll be a part of a much different story, one that supports community. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro.fm app. If you already love audiobooks and don't know what to listen to next, check out recommendations and curated lists from the people who know audiobooks best, local booksellers. In June, Libro.fm is launching their Kids Club and YA Club, which will offer select audiobooks priced under $10 each month, as well as their Summer Listening Challenge. Each person to finish will get a free audiobook credit and the chance to win free audiobooks for a year if you complete the challenge extra credit. Listeners of all the backlist can get a three-month audiobook membership for the price of one month by going to Libro.fm, that's L-I-B-R-O dot F-M, and entering the code BR3. With each listen, take pride in knowing that you're supporting local bookstores. Okay, so I mentioned today's, like, a dealer's choice. It's going to be very um, Liberty wheelhousey, um, but I don't know, I just kind of went with it. So today's show is going to be about vampire books. I know I've spoken about them before. I don't think I've mentioned any of the ones that I have lined up today, Uh, but first I wanted to mention today I got a book in the mail that I have been eagerly anticipating from Unnamed Press, which is a small press that I absolutely love. It's called From Hell to Breakfast by Megan Tift, and let me read you the back here because it just sounds amazing. What's worse, dating an immortal vampire or a UPS driver with a night shift who thinks he's one? Lucinda's boyfriend Dracula claims to be THE Dracula. He sleeps in a coffin, hunts pigeons for blood, and only goes out at night. But is he really? Like, hilarious already. Just sounds amazing. Um, It goes on to be like, you know, there are some people missing in the town, so maybe she thinks, like, he is responsible, or maybe it's someone else. And it just sounds really great. And I was really curious about the title, From Hell to Breakfast, because I was looking it up and noticed that there were a bunch of books with that for a title, so... Then I looked up the etymology of From Hell to Breakfast, which no one can seem to agree on. Um, it was first mentioned in The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck, and some people were speculating that it was a version of Hellbound for Breakfast, which was used in the 1800s, which means to just go from one place to another like really fast, kind of violently, just, just crazy. And so I don't really know if any of that is true, because... I don't know if you know this, but you can't believe everything that you read on the internet, but it seems to be John Steinbeck kind of thing, which is cool. I like John Steinbeck, 
So I was thinking about some other vampire books that I had not talked about today, or talked about on the show. I haven't talked about them yet today. Um, I'm going to start with The Lesser Dead by Christopher Buhlman. He writes great horror novels. Uh, this one won the American Library Horror Novel Award. I'm not using all the correct words for that, but you get the idea. Um, he's written other great books like The Necromancer's House, uh, Those Across the River. This one is about young vampires. Uh, there's a vampire named Joey Peacock. He's in his teens. Um, he's been a vampire for 40 years. Uh, so like he, it's now 1978 in New York City. So you know how that is. Like, there's disco, there's punks, it's kind of gritty and crime-filled because it's New York in 1978, uh, and he sort of plays up the fact that he looks very young uh, to get close to victims. He's actually, you know, been living there for like 40 years, so he should be in his 50s. And he has kind of like a vamp family, they live underground, uh, but then one day this group of child vampires, like, appears, and they are not messing around. They are little homicidal maniacs, uh, really scary, just hor he, they, they horrify the other vampires like with the stuff that they pull, and they're going to have to do something about these kids because they're going to ruin it for everybody. Uh, pretty soon they're going to draw attention to you know, the vampires in the city, and so Joey has to decide like what he's going to do about these kids because they are awful, and it's so great, so upsetting. So that is The Lesser Dead by Christopher Buhlman. My next pick is The Gilda Stories by Jewel Gomez. You may have heard of this. I think they announced recently it was going to be a television show. Uh, possibly. Maybe I'm hallucinating that. But it's about a young woman named Gilda. It starts in the 1850s. Uh, she is an escaped slave, and she gets a job working at a brothel. She ends up uh, spending time there, and where she is turned into a vampire by two women and she spends the next 200 years trying to find the place that she belongs. Um, it's like set, there's like eight chapters, and it starts in 1850 and winds up in 2050. And she sort of like is looking for her family or a family, like kind of like a found family. And like, it's about like where we find home and why we call places home. Um, it was written in the 1990s and it won two Lambda Awards. Um, it's a, it's considered like a lesbian classic and it's wonderful. It's called the Gilda stories and it's by Jewel Gomez. My next pick I read when I was in high school. So I probably am not remembering all the details, but it's like wonderfully bad. It's called vampires by John Stakely. And when I read it, the S in vampires was like a dollar sign. Um, and now the newer covers don't have that anymore, probably because it messes things up when you try to search for it. But I thought that was pretty cool. And it's about, a gang of vampire hunters led by a tough guy named Jack Crow. Um, like they're kind of like really into it, like not only just for the money, but like they're really into like killing vampires. They have a great time. And at the beginning of the book, there's been an ambush by the vampires and they've killed a bunch of Jack Crow's people. And so now he's like hell bent on revenge. Um, and he, would I say like he goes from hell to breakfast? I don't know. Um, but so now like he's gathering up a new gang and getting all the holy water he can find, and he's going to fight these vampires again, um, including, like, the, like a couple of their own people who have now been turned. And so the vampires, obviously, not psyched about that, so they're plotting their own ambush on Jack Crow again. Um, it's considered, like, a cult classic. It's really fun. Um, I think there's, like, a rule, maybe a law, that, like, if your last name is Stakely, that you have to write about vampires. I don't know. Um, if this does sound familiar to you, it is because it was made into a movie, 
in the 90s by John Carpenter. Not a very good movie. However, it does have Mark Boone Jr. in it, who I absolutely love, who is in this and Memento and Sons of Anarchy. He's like a voluptuous Tom Waits. I love him. Uh, so this is fun. It's Vampires by John Stakely. And I also chose Vlad by Carlos Fuentes, which is a modern-day Dracula sequel set in Mexico City. Dracula has had to leave Europe. There's a man named uh, Yves Navarro and his wife, and they are a real estate agent and a lawyer, which are really all you need when you're moving. Uh, so he talks them into like finding a place for him and helping him out. And they have lost a child, and so Dracula you know, is tempting them with the idea that he can make their remaining child immortal. Um, but can you trust vampires? I don't know. Can you trust vampires more than lawyers? I don't know. So it's really fun. It's called Vlad, and it's by Carlos Fuentes. And my last pick is an older one. I haven't read it since I was in high school. It might be a little dated. It's from like 1979, I want to say. It's The Vampire Tapestry by Susie McKee Charnas. And it's about a vampire named Edward. He is an anthropology professor. And in this book, vampirism is actually a biological condition as opposed to like a supernatural condition that you get from a bite. And he's not super big on being a vampire. He steals blood from the labs, tries to lay low. But this book kind of examines what happens when a vampire is discovered in the real world. Like if you were just like you or me or anyone... And we found out that vampires were actually real. Like, if you just got that news yes, like, if you got that news yesterday, if you get that news today, or whatever day you get it, um, and, like, imagine, like, how your brain would function if, like, you were, like, this is a real thing. Kind of like if aliens were real. Um, I know some people believe they are. So, like, if you, like, actually found out, oh, hey, yeah, vampires are a thing, um, that's kind of what this novel covers. And because it is called Tapestry, uh, it does actually come in interconnected stories as opposed to, like, a straight novel. So that is The Vampire Tapestry by Susie McKee Charnas. And that is it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you for humoring me and my vampire love. I used to, like, when I was in high school, I was such a nerdy little goth. Man, I read, like, every vampire thing I could get my hands on. And for a long time I wasn't interested, but recently I've really gotten into them again. So that's why I'm so excited about From Hell to Breakfast. I can't wait to check that out. And I hope that everyone out there is having fun and doing well. And thank you for joining me. And thank you to our sponsor, go to Libro.fm. That's L-I-B-R-O dot F-M. And you can enter the code BR3 to get three months of audiobooks for the price of one. And you can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And if you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or vampires or see pictures of my cats, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Rebecca Shinsky to tell you about the week's great new releases. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading.